Rumbling is coming, rumbling, rumbling. Get fucked! <laughs> Hello, what's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Black Week Podcast. And we are back with another Attack on Titan episode today. We are looking at episode 83, which is the continuation of the rumbling, the whole chaos, and the whole madness that's happening in the world of Attack on Titan. So last episode we left off with um, Hanji and Levi meeting up with the Cat Titan, that's Pick, and um, General Magat. So we also have Annie coming out of the Ice Sleep, I don't know what to call that. But we just have a lot of people being separated and the whole team is just trying to find their way and trying to know how they'll be able to deal with this whole errant situation and the rumbling. So, um, today we'll just continue from where we left off. So, we'll begin this episode with some scout members getting shot. You know, when the whole episode began, I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, what's going on? Then, we zoom in to see Hanji being the shooter, shooting her fellow scout members. And you could see the tears in her eyes. Like, it actually pained her. Like, she was hurt that she had to be in a position that she would turn her weapon against her own soldiers. So those were the pursuers. I'm assuming those are those are Yegarists. Um, they were pursuing her and Levi. You know when the whole thunder spare incident happened between Levi and Zeke. Hanji was there. She took Levi and jumped into the river and they escaped. So since then, the Yegarists have been pursuing them. And in order for them to find like a safe place that will be able to process the whole thing that is happening, and for her to bandage Levi and put him back in shape. She needed to kill those guys. So, while all this happened, we saw Hanji patching up Levi, and man, those scars are really like just looking at it is painful. Like the scars run through his eyes, and you could even see some of the splinters that went into his face. And she just had to bandage him, and she did a really good job bandaging him. Like the stitching and everything was clean; it wasn't shabby. Like I bet if it was me, maybe I would have done some kind of messy work there <laughs> i'm sure if i was the person maybe levi would need an eye doctor after <laughs> my own stitching <laughs> so at this point we saw hanji set up camp with levi and under the campfire and just trying to process the whole situation that's happening like i'm sure she hasn't fully caught up to what is happening although she also received um erin's transmission through the path and she's able to understand that okay this is what Erin is doing she's trying to like start the rumbling trample on the whole world and the whole world domination thing so um hanji's plan initially was just to take levi and maybe just escape into the forest i think similar to what um those trainees were telling kid sages so um that's the commander of the cadets so I'm sure those that was um, Hanji's plan, but after receiving the transmission, Levi also woke up. Surprisingly, I was thinking Levi would be out for a while, but he woke up and he was able to talk some sense into Hanji or like bring Hanji back into the whole war situation. Like he he told her there's no way he has staying out of this action. So Levi has lost two fingers. He has a scar. He's messed up. And it's just unfortunate the situation he's in. By the way, there was this um, flashback we had 
to when Hanji was torturing one of those um, military police people, like one of those former leaders of the world. You know, the whole thing that happens in season three, when they had to overthrow the current government for the military to take over. You know, one of them said something to Hanji that time that, you know, you guys are in power now. You are the ones taking over control now. But a time will come when someone will also take over control from you. So it's just similar to what happened back then. It's the same thing that's happening now. And the Yegarists are trying to take control of the walls. And, you know, they are the ones that were hiding. That's Team Divai and Hanji and the rest of them. So they meet up with um, General Magat and the Cat Titan. And they explain the whole situation. And General Magat said, um, Levi Ackerman, like you're able to stand up to one of the Titans, but are able to dodge a bullet. <laughs> a bullet is very fast. <laughs> so I'm sure in that state there was nothing Levi could do there. So um, Hanji spoke, and at this point, they are just trying to join forces to see how they can stop the rumblings. That's one. And how they can get to Zeke. Because I'm sure General Magad has his own personal issues with Zeke. <laughs> I'm sure with the cats Titan too. Like he basically betrayed them and you know the whole thing that happened in Mali was pos was only possible because Zeke leaked intel of Ma Malian forces and what was going on in that general area. So we get to see them team up. And Levi shares his goals with them. He said his goal to kill Zeke. You know, that's the promise he made to Erwin right from season 3 part 2, which he failed in season 4 part 1. He has failed multiple times and I don't know how it will end. I don't know how it will end, but Zeke is still, um, sorry, I mean, Levi is still determined to kill Zeke. At this point, I don't know what Levi could do. I don't know how badly messed up Levi is, but uh, I'm sure maybe we'll still get to see Levi in some kind of action. Since he's able to speak, he's able to at least get up. I'm sure he's going to make some kind of partial or full recovery that he'll be able to get into action. So we return back to the rumbling and you hear the titans marching. The whole place is vibrating, the noise. Mikasa trying to sleep, Jean trying to sleep. Is it Jean or Jean trying to sleep? We get to see Hitch, we get to see Annie. Everybody just observing the rumbling. And the rumbling is really loud. Just hearing it, if you want to hear the rumbling, like just use headsets to watch that episode. You hear the noise of the rumbling. How I'm sure it's it's just like continuous, continuous binding. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> so we come back to see Falco and Connie in the woods. You know, Falco is this innocent sweet kid who doesn't know he's the Jaws Titan, and Connie is trying to feed him to his mom. And, you know, Falco at this point still trusts um, Connie since he hasn't gotten back his full memories. And Connie is kind of conflicted or kind of um, in between. Like, does this kid really trust me? Am I doing the right thing? Will, Sha will Sasha understand? Like, you know. So that whole situation was happening and they camped for a while. So back to the following day, we have um, Connie and Falco. In Rangoku village and you know um, Connie's plan to feed Falco he doesn't really know how to go about it because if he were to try to force Falco and Falco gets injured you know Falco could easily transform into 
Titan and that would be a serious problem for Connie. So Connie tries to play it cool and um, you know he tells Falco that okay we are in the village here and I want to show you something and Falco recognizes the village you know the whole memory thing comes like bit by bit it doesn't come at once so he was just trying to you know piece everything together um, is Sasha your friend are you trying to get a revenge on me and the questions were just there you know so um, Connie reveals the Titan which is his mom and she has been in that position for at least four years now and um, Connie at this point is still kind of confused like how am I going to feed this kid to this Titan then he brings two brushes and say let's brush the teeth of the Titan like who, who says that <laughs> who brushes the teeth of a Titan like when the whole um, situation is happening, you're supposed to take this kid to the hospital and you're stopping by for him to brush a titan's teeth. <laughs> it was just some kind of lame lie. And I love the way they animated the facial expression of um, Connie because even if um, you were there, like if you had the person standing there, you would know he was lying. Like you could tell at this point so Falco was kind of suspicious, like this is weird. <laughs> So, while that whole scene was happening, you have Armin and Gabby coming in on horsebacks and telling um, Falco to run, get away from him. And um, Gabby tells Falco, like, use the power of the jaws. And, you know, at this point, Falco doesn't know he had the jaws titan power. And he was kind of confused, like, power of the jaws? What about Galliard? And Connie was just trying to take Falco and throw him into the titan's mouth i mean at this point felt conflicted and he just thought of a solution and i think that was a pretty smart or let me say somewhat decent idea he had you know because knowing connie i think Armin already knew that connie wouldn't allow Armin like get eaten just like that so um Armin climbed up and he, his plan was to sacrifice himself since he was the colossal titan okay i'll just sacrifice myself to your mom she can be called she can become the colossal titan and at least you can save the kid let the kid just be so when armin was about to jump into the mouth of the titan connie came in to save armin letting go of falco and you know they had this whole moment of connie realizing like my mom sent me out there to be a good soldier and here am I trying to feed a kid to her an innocent kid who knew nothing about this whole thing and you know I want to be a splendid soldier for my mom so at this point they had to band up together and look for a way that they could save the entire world Connie's mom always wanted you know to save people and to do something nice to other people so moving on from that scene, we have Mikasa in the hospital with this girl who she inspired to become a soldier with her scarf. And, you know, she's already injured at this point. She has a thunder spear in her stomach, I think around her stomach, which they were not able to remove. And she looked at the point of death. And I, I'm guessing this girl too is a Jaegerist because she was really looking forward to the new world that Erin Jaeger was going to build. And she spoke with Erin about Mikasa and um, 
Kasa. Her eyes brightened up <laughs> when Erin um, was mentioned. So, yeah, just to draw attention to this, you know, the whole arm scar thing that Mikasa always had, we saw that armband around Mikasa's hand and discovering, I think that's for the Azumajito clan that apparently Mikasa is from. And I think she's somewhat, is it royalty too from that clan? So, I think that's just a nice detail they included to this episode although i don't think we've seen that particular scar or anything relating to it throughout season one two and three not until when it was mentioned in season four part one but that was that so um after mikasa saw her dying comrade her own concern was getting her scar from her <laughs> she didn't even say something like oh sorry you know you fought a good fight you know just give her some kind of comfort before she died because we already knew she was going to die at this point Mikasa was just interested in her scarf and <laughs> she got her scarf and got the fuck out of there so we come back to this scene of the Yeagaris talking about giving their hearts you know Erin Yeager has activated grumbling our enemies are gonna be crushed and we're going to dominate the world and we have Jean standing there is it Jean or Jean? we have Jean standing there with Flock at his back like his right hand man you know that's like something that Jean always wanted to be in the military police and have the good life so Flock was able to kind of talk him into being one of the I think for Jean to stand up there with Flock like his sidekick or something <laughs> it meant um, Jean was like a supporter of the Yeagerist so during that whole scene we have one of the soldiers like i was even thinking the soldier was trying to seduce mikasa or something because you know in anime when an anime character uses that kind of voice it's like he's trying to <laughs> get flirtatious with the character so he was asking mikasa like wouldn't you um join with wouldn't you wouldn't you be part of flocks you know um top men to rule as one of the yeagerists on the island but Mikasa was not interested in any of that and we jump over to the next scene where we have team Armin, Connie, Gaby and Falco you know just cruising through a village to have some meal before they meet up with Raina and head out so while they were having their pie trying to fill their stomachs they were just talking oh since um the walls were crumbled all had name was undone it's possible maybe animals have escaped and who do we have sitting next to Armin? we have Annie in a hoodie stocking her face with pie which is one of the cutest scenes <laughs> in the entire episode <laughs> like I just love the way Cody laughs and there's this meme I shared it's not a meme there's this post I shared on Facebook um, like the post said like it's been a while since we've seen Connie laugh because you know, the last time Connie laughed was when we were Sasha. And we know Sasha has a hoodie. And Connie seeing Annie sticking her face in pie, you know, having that hoodie moment is what made Connie laugh. You know, it's just like Connie remembering, like, let me just say that's the kind of humor that Connie likes, which he only got from Sasha. And him seeing um, Annie in that kind of position, like sticking her face in pie and know trying to eat hard <laughs> it made him laugh so 
yeah and Ami said yeah she was just trying to catch up on four years worth of pie and it's understandable if i were to be in if i were to be asleep for four years like i will eat as much as i can when i wake up <laughs> and by the way people are really shipping Amin and annie together i don't know why but people are really shipping them together although we know Bertolt had a thing for annie and um Amin is the colossal titan the inheritor of Bertolt's titan so yeah i'm sure you could see all in all it's just the same person and the same feelings just transitioning over time through you could even say it's just passing down through the titan powers but there's that moment which um Armin and Annie had in season one when she was a female titan i don't know i've just been seeing a lot of posts of people shipping um Armin and Annie together so yeah i would like to see that happen though because i don't have anything against it like Annie is one of my favorite characters in the entire series so like it wouldn't be bad to see her with Armin or seeing her having like a love interest or seeing a kind of um a, like a non-evil side of Am of Annie like just to see her fighting like I, th I think that's the direction we're already heading since they are all trying to save the world you have um Connie like new Avengers squad so <laughs> I'm guessing we'll get to see some hero moments of Annie and um from there we move further to see Hitch coming with her own pie so it seems maybe she went to get more pie for Annie and when she got there she just saw a letter and when she read the letter it was Annie saying goodbye to her you know she met up with Armin, Connie and she decided to join them and by the way you know um, Hitch was the only person who spoke to Annie I mean Hitch and Armin they spoke to Annie throughout the four years while she was in the basement and the whole situation and you know Hitch was um, Annie's roommate and they've always been friends so you know I know Hitch felt kind of sad you know there's this shot you know there's a way um when you're watching an anime and an anime character is trying to cry or an anime character is sad they won't show the eyes they will just show like a different angle to show that the person is sad so we had that with Hitch and I'm sure she misses her friend Annie even though Annie was kind of evil for a while <laughs> but I'm sure she misses her friend Annie and um we come back to the Yegarists we have them on the rooftop and we have um Yelena and Onya Kopon kneeling in the center with the Yegarists surrounding them and Flock is kind of the ringleader now holding the pistol and the gun to her head and he said this is um Yelena she's a criminal she came to the island she supported Zeke they're trying to crush us you know the whole blah 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 that happened and the Yegaris were cheering, shoot her, whore, and all those last, <laughs> those filthy words which they had to alter to Yelena. So, Oyakopon also had his own moments, and um, he said, like, his entire, like, desire was to help the Eldian Empire, to help them rebuild, and to help them become better people so that the world could see that they are not terrible people, and so that they could be able to assist his own hometown. But... Now they are like the Yegarists are just activating the rumbling and everyone outside the world is going to die. And even Onya Kopon's people who he was trying to protect initially, like the main reason why he was here on this island, he won't be able to see them again. So it is pointless for him to survive under the Eldian Empire. That's for him to side with Flock. He said it's better he dies and you know, we had that old scene and Jean was there 
And when he looked to Jean, he said, Jean, don't you understand? And that's when Jean pulled out his pistol, fired four shots. I was thinking Jean actually shot him. Because I think it's from this, I think this entire episode, I haven't seen anything about it in the manga. So I think it's from here that I'm back to my season one self with spoilers free, no manga, no any interference from anything out there. So while this whole scene happened after um, Jan fired his four shots, the shots <laughs> went to the ground and he told Flock he missed. So from there we have the cat titan coming in, scattering people helter-skelter. And Flock tries to, no I mean Jan pushes Flock out of the way which looked kind of legit to me because I also thought Jan was trying to protect um, Flock until when the cat titan swallowed Jan and took Oyakopon, Yelena and moved. So apparently those four shots were signals to signify that it was time to execute their plan. So Jan already sided with um, Mikasa, the cat titan and the remaining squad but it was just like they were just trying to get the whole plan in motion. So we have Armin and the remaining squad getting on their cart like a horse, <laughs> not a cart, on a horse and escaping through the other direction. You know, the cat titan distracting them in the other direction. And while they were escaping, they kind of, they mentioned it that someone was inside the tower watching them as they were escaping. And I'm curious to know who that person was because they just showed a silhouette of the person that we didn't actually see the person's face. So, but they were still able to escape. The person didn't interfere with their escape plans. And while they escaped, the cat titan dropped them off in this river where we have um, Oyakopon, Yelena, and um, Jean washing off. <laughs> and by the way, um, Jane said he's never getting into a titan's mouth again. And <laughs> they still brought back the whole titan teeth brushing. You know, when um, Andrew was asking Peak, like, you can be a titan for months. Do you ever brush your teeth? Like, <laughs> why is that even a thing? Why would you ask a titan if they brush? <laughs> I'm guessing we all want some titan hygiene. Why don't they even ask them if they shower? Like, ask the Amor Titan if he showers, ask the Warhammer Titan. Like, how would they even do any of that? Like, how would the Colossal Titan brush? <laughs> or how would any Titan brush? <laughs> so, from there, we see um, General Magat. And Yelena was asking, like, why me? Why did you rescue me? And, you know, they kind of explained that in order for us to follow the power of the Cat Titan, we had to make an agreement that will also bring you in. And we have General Magat staring deeply at Elena. So I'm getting some kind of um, suspense hidden around this stare. Although I don't know if I'm missing something. Maybe there's something between Elena and General Magat that I'm kind of missing. But I think the only relationship they had... We Okay, we know from Elena's backstory, like, um, she always admired Zeke so I'm guessing maybe they're just trying to find out more information from Yelena about Zeke and what Zeke's plans are and at this point I don't know what Zeke will actually do again because although we haven't seen Zeke since the rumbling was activated but I don't know if there's still something that we're still going to see from Zeke and this whole situation happening between Yelena and General Magat. 
so from there they move further to get Reiner and you know Reiner is one of the members and one of the people who is going to put an end to this so they went to get the Amor Titan and Annie gave him a kick <laughs> and I know he was kind of surprised to see Annie like he was like Annie <laughs> I know he actually felt relief that Annie was there like if I were a warrior or if I were fighting any group and Annie was a part of my squad like I'll be relieved that Annie was on my side <laughs> so we have Annie we have Connie we have Falco Gabi Amen and they formed their own squad so you know they said they are going to save the world and that's like their own team that's like I think that's the original scout team excluding um, Falco and well I won't say Annie was a scout but you know like their own set training cadets you know but <laughs> excluding Falco and Gabi but I think that's just one side then we also have the side of um, Levi Angie Yelena the cat titan and general Magai. so I'm curious to see how next episode will go I'm sure maybe these two sides will join forces together and see how they could stop the rumbling or how they could actually save the world so we haven't seen anything from Eren yet since the uh, um, rumbling was activated we haven't seen Zeke so I don't know what's going to happen I don't know if we're going to see more colossal titan transformation from Amen I don't know if we are going to see some female titan transformation I, I, I think we'll see some female titan transformation because there's no way you guys will bring in Annie to this final season I won't see the female titan like you have to see the female titan so I'm really looking forward to that and I'm sure the next episode, episode 84, is going to be like a battlefield episode. We are going to see some craziness happening there and you know, I'm just looking forward to it. So um, that's Attack on Titan episode 83. This is just like a short rundown of what happened throughout that episode and um, I'm sure next episode is going to be mad and I'm looking forward to it. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Blackfoot Podcast until the next episode of Attack on Titan. See you guys later. Also, um, don't forget to also check out previous episodes of the podcast. Like the last episode I recorded was Stop Grossing Animes. You know, I kind of mixed them up. Today I'll do Attack on Titan. Tomorrow I'll mix up something. And um, yeah, I'm trying to mix up the content and see how well they're going to perform. So I've already started some new animes, like I started Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm thinking of posting episode previews of Jujutsu Kaisen, but the thing is, I don't know how well they'll perform. I don't know if people are actually going to listen to it, but I'll still post them. And maybe I'll just post like the first five. If they perform well, maybe I'll post the whole thing. And um, yeah, that's more content for the podcast. Anyways, um, do well to follow the podcast on IG blackfeet podcast there's also a facebook page and you can also share the podcast with those who you know will be interested in listening to an anime podcast so that's all for today's episode until the next episode of blackfeet podcast bye bye